Catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. And this is Gloria's Greed, and we take a look at the evolution of Dick's Jockeying in the topic Dick's Jockeying with Tech, a telltale for you. Now, there are lots of possibilities in Lagos alone, parties, feasts, naming ceremonies, weddings, burials, engagement, festivals, carnivals, etc. Are events that happen on a daily basis. <laughs> Trust our Yoruba brothers now. <laughs> there is always a reason to celebrate, a reason for good loud music, hence a reason for the services of a Dick's jockey popularly known as DJ. This business is fast becoming a million dollar industry in Nigeria. As a tech world of computers, gadgets, and smartphones integrated into our daily lives, many DJs found the profound need for help with these devices. Things have changed and no longer used to be the same. In 1909, at age 16, Ray Newby of Stockton, California, became the world's first Dick's jockey and started playing records on a small spark transmitter under the authority of radio pioneer Charles Doc Herald. Club Dicks jockeys reached their apex in the mid-1970s, early 1980s, when disco was the craze and nightclubbing was the rigor for those in social circuits. By then, DJing tools had improved from record turntables, vinyl records and audio consoles to laptops loaded with DJ software. Tech has revolutionized the DJ artistry. Nigeria has one of the world's finest DJs, and it's beautiful to see the growth of this industry. It's been a long time coming, I must say, and we are in for the revolution. Well, I have the early pioneer of Dick's Jockey in Nigeria with me on the phone lines. In fact, he's called the founding father of DJing in Nigeria. He was born as Jimmy Adewale Amo in Lagos, Nigeria, and first ventured into the entertainment scene as a rapper by the name of Master J. He is revered for his role in setting the pace for hip-hop music across the country. The versatile rapper has definitely paved a successful career for himself in the world of entertainment. He is best known for his Jimmy's Jump Off concert, an event he started in 2008 to become one of the most attended entertainment events in Nigeria. In 2006, he won the Hip Hop World Hall of Fame Award at the maiden edition of the Hedis for his contribution to hip hop in Nigeria. In 2007, he released a mixtape titled Definition, a compilation of songs which features several Nigerian artists, including Sound Sultan, Tubaba, Mode 9, Nato C, Nice, Rocketman, LD, MI, amongst others. The mixtape included Style, a song which features vocals from Tubaba, Mode 9, and Elajo, and went on to be nominated in two categories at the 2007 edition of the Channel O Music Video Awards. Let's welcome the pioneer of Roadblock Street Carnival and legendary renowned Nigerian Dicks jockey, the cool DJ Jimmy Jad. Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon. How are you doing, Gloria? I'm very well. Such a pleasure to have you on the radio. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Okay. Now, first, let's talk about the cool DJ Jimmy Jad. What was the inspiration behind that name? How did that name come about? Oh, it's a long story, though. My name is actually Jimmy, but the Jad is just a formation for initials for me and my brother. So, Jad was J-A-T-T will stand for Jimmy a will stand for Amu, which is my last name. I didn't understand the surname of me and my brothers. And then my two other brothers that actually started it, Tunde and Tire. You know, so J-A-T-T will stand for Jimmy Amu Tunde Tire. They actually started a record shop back in the 80s. And they were just trying to get a name for it. But they were nice enough to include my name in the formation. I was still in school at the time. I wasn't part of it. 
But when I joined, you know, people started referring to me as Jimmy. You know Jimmy now, the guy with the Jack Studio, you know. So after a while, I kind of got stuck with uh, Jimmy Jack as the name, you know, because it's Jimmy and Jack, you know. So I'm <laughs> good enough to Jack as my name included in the formation. So Beautiful. the cool I added much later. I think I added that sometime in the early 2000s. Reason being that up until that time, most people put a lot of titles before my name. So you have people having events and they say, oh, King DJ Jimmy Jack, Africa's number one DJ Jimmy Jack, Obonga DJ Jimmy Jack. And I didn't, I'm just that kind of person that really don't like titles, you know, to be honest with you. So I just thought, okay, I'm going to make conscious effort to make it difficult for you to add anything to my name. Mm-hmm. You know, so I felt like, you know, cool DJ Jimmy Jack is already a mouthful. What can you possibly, you can't add King cool DJ, I mean, that's a bit... <laughs> That's a sentence in itself, you know. So I added the cool deliberately, and especially when I started making records. So you hear me on the record saying cool DJ Jimmy Chad, you know. So I felt like that kept it like that. And, it, you know, it prevented people from being able to add anything before my name. So that's how, wow. you know, the name got It's really a long story. It's a family thing, our thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now, for some people, they would say they had an innate knowing that they would be a celebrated figure. And they had stardom inborn in them. For you, was this the same? Did you ever think you were going to be one of the most celebrated DJs of all time? I wouldn't say so. I wouldn't say no, but I would also not say I knew. Because first of all, I'd gotten into DJing in the 80s when around there, DJing wasn't anything that was celebrated like that. You understand what I'm saying? It was just for the love of it. And it used to be like, oh, what you do in the meantime, so you'll find you know, your right part, because as far as people were concerned, that wasn't a job, wasn't a profession. So I wouldn't say I saw it. I felt like I was in it in the meantime till I move up to one of the usual things that people expect that you will get into, which is be a doctor, a lawyer, an engineer, or somebody going to, I mean, or working in the back or something, you know. So DJing wasn't, I wouldn't say I saw it at the beginning, but we were driven by love for music, by the passion. So you felt like it's something you can do on the side alongside every other thing that you wanted to do. But at some point you start seeing that oh, maybe you can take this to another height or maybe you could become bigger, you know, and then you strive to make it bigger and bigger and bigger. And, you know, it's gotten somewhere so far, I guess. Wow, amazing. So passion basically was what put you forward. It was passion driven, to be honest with you. Amazing. Okay, now before now, DJs used to make money from working at radio stations. As to even qualify as a good radio station, you must have an in-house DJ. But these yeah. days, we see there are lots of software that can disc jockey. Most of the presenters are even taking on the art of disc jockey. Even me, Gloria, I can legit say I'm a little disc jockey <laughs> because I play music here. So would you consider this as a challenge to the disc jockey industry? I don't think so. Mm. Technology has helped and it will continue to help and it will continue to evolve. But the human aspect of viewing cannot be replaced. You know, the technology can aid the human you understand without a doubt, but, you know, it's not going to take away the the needed human effort in that space. Okay. So should we say more now that both of them work hand in hand? Of course, okay. without a doubt. I mean, the reason DJing is where it is right now is technology. You understand what I'm saying? It's opportunities that technology has presented. And, you know, when I started DJing, for instance, to even move from Lagos to play in Ibadan is hectic. Mm-hmm. You know, for you to even say you are going, you want to even take a flight to somewhere when you have like 400, 500 records to move along with you. You know, it's, it was cumbersome. 
But technology has made all that, you know, a lot more friendly now. I can move from here to Asia, to anywhere, any part of the world. I've been to everywhere, everywhere, because DJing technology has made it more mobile friendly, you know, so you can go across the world in the twinkle of an eye. Mm. You know, I was about coming to my next question. I mean, you've answered yeah. it already. How tech makes DJing beautiful? How tech helps your craft? Don't mind me. I'm a bit, I'm no, a bit of a, a talkative. When you, ask me, when you ask me my name, I will tell you how my mom and my dad met. Oh, no, please. We like it like that. It's very <laughs> okay. Please. Okay, right. then, since you've answered that question, um, there's a stereotype attached to being a DJ. Only few parents would permit their children to become DJs, in fact. Like, immediately yeah. you wake up one morning and you're like, Mom, I don't want to be a doctor. I don't want to be a lawyer. The next thing is, I yeah. want to become a dick jockey. Your mom and your daddy go, Oh, I reject this over you. It cannot be DJ. <laughs> and all that, really. So, why is that? Plus, how do we change the narrative? No, whatever you're seeing now in that area is nothing compared to what it used to be. Parents can disown you in the past for even having that thought. And I'll be honest with you, for me, some of my early friends when I was quite young, I couldn't even visit them at home and they must not be seen with me because it's special instruction from their parents. I don't want to see you with that boy. What has that boy done, to be honest, is a DJ. Period. You know, there were friends I couldn't visit at home just because this is what you chose to do. And there were people that, you know, I used to be in the studio at that time. There were girls that their aunties and their mom would come and drag out of the place and threaten to arrest me or arrest myself and the other people in the studio if they ever see their son or their daughter in that space. Because there was just, um, I don't know where it came from. It came before I got into DJing that DJs are just like the worst human, you know, bad influence. Like you are, you are the leader of the bad school. If you know what I mean, you know. So it's been there before, but right now I think it's still there, but it's a lot better. You know, people are more liberal. I have parents call me now and say, my daughter wants to be a DJ. My son wants to be a DJ. And he's a graduate of this school. I only told him that he has to graduate before I can allow him. You know, so people are a bit more liberal now, even though there are still some conservative people that don't understand. You know, it happens in a lot of professions. If you look at football as well, we were flogged from playing football when we were kids. But everybody wants a footballer in the family now. So now everybody wants an entertainer, a DJ, a music artist, or somebody in the family now, you know. But it's always been there. I don't know. And I think it's reducing by the day, but there are still some people that are stuck in their old ways. But seeing that now, is there anything we can do about that? Is there any way? Uh, can... a, lot's, a lot's been done. I mean, someone like me, like I said, I mean, I got into DJing when, fair enough, my parents were liberal enough to allow me. But by extension, there were family rejection. There were parents of friends that could not even stand you, you know. But now you, you move around and you, you see the caliber of people DJing right now. You see the kind of home they come from. You see the kind of education they've gotten. You see the level that they are. It's exciting to me because this was something that when I got into, you can't walk up to the parents. So I personally, single-handedly, with the help of a lot of other DJs, I might, I must say, has made conscious efforts to debunk that impression. And I will point at a lot of people, maybe without mentioning their name, and tell you I was part of the people that were able to speak with their parents to say, allow this person do this. Allow that person do that. You know, and I've seen people from the richest home, from the most comfortable background, being DJs, and their families are proud of them. 
you know so those are the kind of moves that we continue to make and then for some of us that are already you know there and uh, you know you carry yourself in such a way that when younger people walk up to their parents and say i want to be like that guy or i want to be like that lady you know who is a dj the parents won't frown because they then look at the person you're looking up to as you know a positive person you know so i feel like those are the kind of conversation you can't go to every home to say look let your daughter be or let your son be a dj if you want to be you know but you can do that with your actions i meet a lot of parents that says man it was because of you that i allowed my son to do this it was because of you you know because when they when i say give me an example of somebody and they point at you i'm like oh wow okay you know and they check you out they check every you check your story and they see that why not? I mean, it's not... Um, you understand what I'm saying? I don't know mm-hmm. if that explains anything. It does, you know? absolutely. So there's yeah. a role that the current Dix jockeys can play. Exactly, mm. exactly, mm. exactly, you know. Okay. So for me, I mean, it's one of the things that guides me. Even in my daily whatever, you know, I'm always mindful that, look, I can ruin it for some other young people if I mess up a bit, if you understand what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So for these young people to be able to at least look up to somebody and point at someone when they want to make that decision. I'm one of those guys, you know, and I carry myself in such way. Mm, I think you said a lot there. Amazing. Okay, now let's talk about your challenges. I'm sure it hasn't been all rosy. It hasn't been all everywhere. Yeah. You've surely had yeah. challenges while you were going. Can mm-hmm. you just share a few so we can learn? Um, the biggest one will be at the beginning. At the beginning, because what you do was not seen as a professional. You know, you charging and asking people to pay you is even like, why am I paying you to? Well, you will come there and enjoy yourself. There's, there's, there's going to be food. There's going to be drinks. You even carry girls. You are, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's more than enough for you now, you know? So when you now charge something, people feel like, why are they paying that much? And I think that is still even happening right now to some people, you know, but it's still happening, you know, I, I think people still feel like it's your hobby. You understand, like it's, but it's just what you do for a living. I mean, it takes a lot of your time. It takes a lot of investment. Equipment don't come cheap. But a lot of times, people still don't understand. Some people don't understand that. So for me, at the beginning, that was one of the major challenge. And aside from people also looking down on you like you're a low life, you know, understand what I'm saying? They just think, oh, you must have failed in everything in life. That's why you ended up mm, being a wow. teacher. <laughs> you know, so that's impression, you know, but that's, that has changed, to be honest with you. I mean, right now you've gone from, we don't want to see you at our door to, oh, there's red carpet waiting for you and we want you to come and have dinner with the family. You know, so that changed, you know, to an extent, you know, so, but those were the challenges at the beginning. And don't forget that I also started when you have to buy every song you play as a DJ. Now people, you know, Music comes to you. Then we used to buy everything. I mean, it was all record. And record, they don't, you don't download record. You don't get it from anywhere else other than buying those records. And the records were usually foreign record and imported. And so they come pricey, you know. So yeah, it was a lot of challenge. People weren't ready to pay you, right? But the business itself was costing you a lot of money in terms of acquiring equipment, acquiring records and all that. So there were a lot of challenges at the beginning. No wow, amazing. Uh, the part of the records, I mean, now we can download any song exactly. anywhere. So you, you turn that table now and say, if you were to pay an average of 2000 5000 for every song you have to play now, that's a lot of investment. Hmm. 
So that challenge of downplaying and trivializing the work of a DJ, what are you using money for basically was a very big challenge. Mm. It was a major challenge, you know. On a weekly, you're spending thousands on records, for instance. Not to talk of equipment, not to even talk of the skills, accusation of the skills for you to be able to deliver on the level you deliver. You know, so it's a lot. And when people still then turn around and look at you like you're nothing, you know. When I see that now, I'm like, Compared to what used to be, it's nothing now, you know? Yeah, you know. I mean, you've been now celebrating, now you're seeing that all of that hurdle you faced has become praise for you right now. I think DJs of my own era were just DJs that pretty much like the guinea pig and just paved the way for what we probably are enjoying now. And the people now also have just paving way for the future DJs. Mm. It's just going to get bigger and bigger, no doubt. I mean, where DJs globally are right now is not where we are in Nigeria, to be honest with you. Some DJs are DJing two nights in two different continents and they they own their own private jets and they're flying up, you know, doing four, five hundred thousand dollars, you know, a night for gigs. We're still not there, you know, so and I feel like, you know, it will continue to grow. But I mean, like I said, it's the same thing with football. Some of us were flogged, prevented from being, maybe we'll have been great footballers by now. But <laughs> but now, you know, once you have a child now, even female child self, you just go and buy football, be kicking it around. <laughs> yes, so there's plenty yeah. more. You know, like Betatin. <laughs> yeah, you know, like Betatin. Yeah. You know, okay. it's the same thing with DJ in the way it is now. Okay. Let's come to personal. Let's do personal stuff. Now, I read you were performing at a bank's end of the year party when you were told that your mom had just passed. Yeah. How was that for you? Plus, what did you do at that spot? It was devastating. Mm. First of all, you can't quit the job at the time. It's a big client. Even if it wasn't a big client, you also don't want to end it abruptly and say, I have to leave now. And there was no other, because then I was still, you know, I wasn't really upcoming. I was still upcoming, I guess. But I wouldn't say I was upcoming. I was somewhere where I don't have like a replacement and they wouldn't even have allowed a replacement. It's like, Sonny, are they playing your party right now? And he has to leave the stage because something happened. You know, let's say a wedding, for instance, you know. So I couldn't leave, but I was down to the bottom because my mom was in my house when she died you know so and me i think everybody says that but my own love for my mother is on another level (laughs) so for me to even get that information i was devastated but truth unfortunately i just could not answer and say i'm going you know so it was a very and the same thing happened with my dad you know, I was on stage when, or maybe where else would I have been anyway? At that time, I was playing gigs like almost every day. You know, I was on stage at one of these concerts at Lagoon, you know, on the waters there when my dad died. I was called, I was backstage and I was told, and I still had to go on stage. You know, so it's just unfortunate, but, you know, some of these things also strengthen you as a man, you know, so yeah. Made your souls rest in peace. I was about saying that your passion for DJing just allowed you to continue. I mean, there again, I know it's one way you... I won't even say my passion for DJing, reality of life. Mm. Your parents, they were sick, they died, you need the money. I'm not going to, you know, and I'm not saying I like money more than, you know, but also you must keep, you know, it's a reality of life, you know. So when people walk up to me now and give me some kind of news, I'm like, guy, be a man, you know, stand up to it, you know. Yes, we know. (laughs) All right, let's play a game. I'm excited about this part. So I want you to first question, name three tech gadgets that starts with letter C. Name three tech gadgets that starts <laughs> with letter C. Computer. One. Um, 
Hey, why would you do this to me? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Let me see. Uh, what's around me here now? Oh. TikTok. Tech gadget. Let me not sound like a dumb person, but there are cars that are tech gadgets now. Yes, yes. You can test them. Yeah. Two. Um, one more. Um, one more. And I'm sure this one will be like, let me go to my studio and see. <laughs> tech gadgets, man. Somebody will be laughing at me now, like, <laughs> I'm done with this guy. Five seconds more. <laughs> one. I give up, I give up. What's it? <laughs> okay, let me help you out. There are cables, there are cords, there's CPU. Are you serious? Would you <laughs> just be regarded as gadgets? <laughs> yes, no. Tech tools. I would have uh, cables and uh, cords and if, uh, uh, come on, I'm a DJ. Uh, those are the... <laughs> I I was thinking for I was looking for gadgets gadgets gadget like there. the name gadget yes <laughs> no it's fine okay then another All question right. choose one money love or fame money love or fame realistically Abby mm-hmm. uh uh I say love <laughs> love fame fame is like the last one yes money love or fame okay so rank them rank them. When you say love, I'm not talking love like lovers, lovers, just loving people. Okay. You understand what I'm saying? Okay. Love your neighbor as yourself. That's number one. Okay. Two, money. Money can make all the other things happen. Same, same ain't nothing. You know, I mean, maybe because I've tasted it for too long in my life. I mean, I don't speak as, you know, fame is good, but yeah. Come on. Okay. All right then. No problem. What are the top three apps on your phone? Top three apps. Instagram, no doubt. Um, WhatsApp. WhatsApp is also, yeah. WhatsApp, Instagram. Um, let me not just go with all this uh, random. Okay. I'd say probably frequently used again would be Twitter. Twitter. Okay, so Instagram, WhatsApp, and Twitter. Okay, then. Yeah. Now, if you were asked to perform at all of these events at the same time, but you had to pick one, which would you pick? Let me list the three events. Like, the all the invitations came at the same time, but definitely okay. you can't be at all three. You have to pick one. First is yeah. President Buhari's birthday party, okay. Joe Biden's birthday party, and okay. a private lunch with Dangote. Which one would you pick? Oh, go, 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 go. Private lunch with Dangote would be better. Ah, wahoo. Okay. Let me be honest with you. Not because of, I mean, that's a private lunch. So we have probably just me and a few people. Yes. So I'll get to have time with him. Okay. With Joe Biden, it's his birthday. The whole world will be there. So <laughs> it might not even, it might not even know that I was there. Oh. All I'll get is pictures. So we'll be showing people I did that party now. You know, <laughs> and with Barry, I beg. Ah. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. What? I don't know what that would do for me. That's well. I mean, I'm being honest. I don't know what that would do for me. And I've been at that before. I've been at that one. Okay. So maybe we should just take it just because I've been to an event like that. Not his birthday, but an event like that. Okay. You know, so that is not any trip anyway. Okay. Joe Biden, I'll just be one of many. Private dinner with uh, Dangote. Okay, I think Uh, we have a phone call. Let's take a phone call. Hello. All right. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Good afternoon. Where are you? What's your name and where are you calling from? Okay, Olani. Where are you calling from? From Ikeja. From Ikeja. Okay. How are you today, Olani? Okay. You want to 
I'm okay, I'm good. Okay, so do you I have any contributions so. for DJ Jimmy uh, Jazz? Anything to see at all? Yeah, uh, for DJ Jimmy Jazz, actually, it's been a while we've heard from him mm. on Gram and um, online, chat. Then had the it would be quite fascinating if we still see him online again. Okay. But the question I would like to ask him is, being a DJ, what are the kind of challenges you face? Let's say you have a passion for it and um, you are quite into other things together. So how do you try manage the situation together? Okay. All right. Thank you for calling, Olani. Thank you so much. Okay, so I think I got that question. It's like, mm. you. Um, how do you juggle? Maybe you have work, you have a passion for it, but it's not really your line of business. You have work and you have a passion for it. How do you juggle both together that one doesn't suffer for the other? That's one question I might not be the best person mm. to answer. Mm. My own is luckily what I'm passionate about is something that I lo- I'm doing as well and I enjoy doing it. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I have other things I do, but those are investments and money working for me on those ones. Mm. But in terms of getting up to work, I enjoy DJing and I, mm, you know, I put all my all into that. All right, then finally we have to run off. So what are your words to the younger generation or to anyone that wants to start a career in DJing, but they do really do not know how to go about it. So as a veteran DJ, your advice to up and coming DJs. First of all, you have to find out if you have the drive within you. I always ask people, what's the difference between this DJ and that DJ? It's a drive within the human being himself. You understand what I'm saying? You know, so you have to first of all find out, do you have it? If you have it, give it all you got. Sky is not even the limit anymore. So bring it on, do your best, give it your best shot. The opportunities are immense now. It's not even like when we got into it. Mm -hmm. All right, then. It's been an amazing, amazing, insightful conversation with Nigeria's famous and legendary renowned Nigerian Dicks jockey, the cool DJ Jimmy Jazz. It's been an amazing conversation with you, sir. Thank you for doing this with us. Thank you very much. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. Now, in the words of the cool DJ, Jimmy Jad, DJing has to do with passion. If you're not passionate about music or playing music for people, you can DJ. It's not like buying and selling. If you can't feel the groove within yourself, you can pass it on to people. Find out if it's within yourself first. If it is, give it your best shot. And the opportunities are just there for you. Don't let anybody discourage you. The sky isn't the limit. Welcome to the real world. Thanks for listening and don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com.